0: Welcome back to another episode of Never Watch Alone, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Lifide, and we are here for the unorthodox Christmas specials and Christmas movies, because honestly, you know, there's, there's a lot of weird Christmas movies out there or movies that are either debated or unsure of if they're actually quote-unquote Christmas movies. Uh... But damn it, we're here for the ones that everyone debates on And of course, we have to start on with the one that is famous for that debate. John McTiernan's Die Hard, the OG Die Hard that made Bruce Willis a star. And joining me as always is my good companion Sean Wheeler. How you doing,
1: Sean? You ready to die hard? <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty good. I and you know, it really begs the question, considering the body of work that Bruce Willis has put out, both good and bad, was it worth it?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. Because uh, so now that we're talking about Die Hard, I we're just got to straight up ask yourselves: um, Do you, Sean, subscribe to the Die Hard is a damn Christmas movie? Fuck off. And it, not only is it the be, it, not only is it a Christmas movie,
1: it's one of the best Christmas movies. Damn it! Are you in that group? Not necessarily. I'm definitely in the group, though. Of hey, you know what? It takes place at Christmas. It's got plenty of you know Christmas stuff going on in it. If you want to watch it as a Christmas movie, fine, go ahead. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the yeah. Look, I, I ain't here to yuck I'm, your yums. Like enjoy. And now, do so. I like this movie. Well, yes, I'm a huge Alan Rickman fan. He is amazing yeah. in it, uh, so and and it really is as far as action movies goes, it's top notch. So you're never gonna find me being like, if I'm in a mood for an action movie and somebody suggests Die Hard, I'm probably not gonna say no.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the that's
0: the that's the attitude to have because
1: yeah. Truth be told, I'm not really in that
0: category either. I mean, I was for a little while, but I'm like. You know, I kind of see this because the action is so goddamn good. I see it as an action movie first and not a Christmas movie. I would agree. But again, just but just like you, I still say to anyone out there who says this is the best Christmas movie ever, I'm like, yeah, dude, more power to you. I'm not in that camp, but you are totally allowed. Because you know, I hear people you know talk about Die Hard, and it's like. Some people are like, it's not a Christmas movie, damn it. And, you know, the other people are like, yes, it is. And I'm like, guys, can't we just, like, enjoy the thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, It's because, yeah, that's, that's the weird thing that I'm like, really? There are people out there that just are straight up diehard Christmas, like, deniers? Like I'm actually curious. Do those people actually mute "Let It Snow" during the end credits? Do they like <laughs> mute that at the end, just to be in that further of denial, or some, I don't know, man. Well, yeah, I don't know if you, if you are one of those people, uh, hit us up in the comments I'll, and let us know what you think of that. Also, <laughs> if
1: you're one of those people who insists that this is a Christmas movie and it's your Christmas movie and you have to watch it. And it's the only Christmas movie you like to watch. My only question for you is, who hurt you? <laughs> Once again, put us in the
0: comments. Like, call us out. Why not? And, you know, it's kind of like the talkbacks from <laughs> when you know talkbacks in the early internet were kind of cool and weren't just internet trolls like they are. Net- that's a whole other can of worms, but anyway, diehard. Uh, so, did you uh, uh, did you like see this on any of the re-releases or in oh, the theaters? Oh God, or no. Where, where did you? Um, okay, look,
1: I I grew. I was born in '82, so I'm a bit older. Um, this movie is something that I caught, you know, on cable television at some point when I was young, <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. 10, 12 years old. So I. I y- yeah, so
0: I take it you must have really loved it then, from even even if it was like the watered-down cable version. Well,
1: I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed it. I've never had an issue with it. Um, I kind of came to it a, a little backwards, though, and let me explain what I mean by that. So, one of my favorite movies growing up, even though I understand it's not a good movie, but when you're a kid, you like what you like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I particularly uh, yeah. love Alan Rickman. He's so good as a sheriff
2: so a. i have yeah. so
1: like one of my first favorite actors was alan rickman like i loved him in that you know morgan freeman's in it. great little movie as long as you ignore everything <laughs> so if you just dare to enjoy these actors doing their craft and kind of ignore everything else so yeah yeah it's great um, i'm gonna cut your heart out with a spoon <laughs> Great line. Oh yeah. And you know, you I can't remember his name, but you know, the fantastic actor who played Guy of Gisborne, who was also the villain in the crow and was the villain in Three Musketeers along with Tim Curry, like just had these great act like nineties actors who were just killing it at the time. Um so I really you know, that movie very much imprinted on me so when I finally saw Die Hard later I enjoyed it again because Alan Rickman. Um, right, right.
0: Well, Alan Rickman. You know, we can all. I think it's kind of something as great as Bruce Willis is, and how much he carries the movie, and how it really like earned him like the status of superstardom like overnight. Honestly, the best person in this movie is Rickman. Like, yeah. let, let's let's all be really honest. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't. Unless you know, again, if there's anyone out there who says otherwise, because this is where. You know, I can imagine all the comments section starting to really pop up and, you know, <laughs> blow up with debates and whatnot, uh, which I want to see. I want to see some movie fights in there.
1: <laughs> well, and, and I think, you know, it's. I, I think if you look at careers overall, um, I don't know, I, I think Rickman made a lot more smart decisions, but also I would say artistic decisions. And that's not necessarily required. I don't necessarily need an actor to be artistic. And don't get me wrong, like Bruce Willis has done a lot of other movies that I enjoy. He's mm-hmm. just fallen into a bit of what I that you know late career malaise, where it's like you're just phoning it in and playing a watered down version of the character that made you famous a lot now.
0: Yeah, honestly, I kind of wish that you know, it's so, I wish someone had uh, was able to t- look Bruce Willis in the eye and say, "Hey, dude, it's okay. You can retire now." It's really <laughs> right. Funny. <laughs> like you made a bazillion dollars off of this movie and all your other movies, it's okay. You can retire. You can rest. The party's over. Enjoy yourself. Quit while you're ahead. Don't stay too, or, don't stay too late and overstay. Yeah, and
1: you know, particularly when you look into the stories of him being very difficult to work with and hijacking productions and things like that. Um, yeah, it does. Put a level of concern in there. It's just like, huh? It's like when he's well directed and well handled, he can definitely has put out some amazing work.
0: Uh, I, I take it you heard all the stories from Die Hard Four with Kevin Smith.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean Cause... there's there's other stories. I've I've heard a myriad of stories, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, I <sighs> case in point you know you got somebody like christopher nolan who's going to demand perfection and might want to do a take 20 30 40 times
0: yeah and
1: then you have an actor like bruce willis who's like oh i'm only doing this take four times then i'm done and i don't care yeah like yeah really like you're it's like the director gets to make the call of when you have it not you
0: yeah Um, you uh... Uh, he, uh, and that's oh man see now i want to start you know bring up kubrick and the shining with <laughs> Shelley duvall but uh Ugh. i don't know man the results speak for themselves on that one so it's it's a weird area of, of artistic well, collaboration isn't I, it it
1: is and don't get me wrong i definitely think that there is a line where it can where it can teeter into abuse i understand that and I, I definitely have all the respect for the actors in the world. I don't think, about in, in this instance, that's not really Bruce's problem. Bruce's problem is more like, no, no, I think I did a good enough job and I don't, want to do any more work and it's like nah, that that's not how that quite yeah goes.
0: bruce will bruce willis is gonna act like bruce willis but you know what
1: like again at this point in time of his career this is great this is super fun i mean he does an excellent job clearly yeah he's not been doing yeah. movies yet he doesn't have that attitude so uh, i think there's a lot of g- really great movie magic in this uh film um yeah that, oh absolutely and you know they figured out how to get a lot of elements to work and work right, and it it just does. I mean, there's so many things about this movie where it's like this should have gone horribly wrong, and it worked. But
0: it didn't. Yeah, you're you know I
1: that's that's actually
0: that's actually kind of how everyone felt because I think you're you know, I remember reading like yeah this movie was kind of expected to tank because there was a lot of competition of all these other movies back in '88 because you know this was like the late '80s so like there was. Every classic was released this year. Like you know, we had Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, oh God, fucking, um, Pee Wee. We had uh, uh, Red Heat with um with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We ha- I think there was another... was there another Rambo movie? Uh, yeah, Rambo Three. We had Crocodile Dundee Two, Coming to America, Clint Eastwood's The Deadpool. Uh, you know, like it, it was madness. And yeah. to think that this movie would be a success was with uh, you know with an actor who had a, a small success with television and one bad movie under his belt you'd be like how the hell are you going to pull this off like and pussy's not much two bad and, movies and he pu- had two
1: bad movies under his belt at this point <laughs> oh okay
0: but, and pussy and pussy wasn't you know he wasn't fucking cut like stallone or schwarzenegger
1: like he looked like your dad right so and like how the hell are you going to do this yeah i mean it was it, Although, I will argue, they talk about, like, oh, well, this was the shift in action hero. And it's like, kind of? Because... It it, it was definitely the one that cemented it. Yes, it was the one that cemented it. Now, whether or not, however you want to talk about him, uh, I would argue, although they're buddy cop movies, I would still say the Lethal Weapon movies are action movies. And the first one had come out a year or two before this. And it's like, yep. and that had made Mel Gibson a huge star. And it's like, he's yep. not cut like those guys either. So I'm like, no, okay. Man. Like this definitely, I would agree with you cemented it, but it wasn't the first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was definitely, uh, the one that, you know, really just planted it, the, that, that trope in there. Yeah. And I think a lot a of it time. has to
1: do with the fact of the amount of time, you know, he's basically running around shirtless.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Uh, and you know, I think the other big key that really helped this movie be what it was and so fucking good was the director John McTiernan. I mean, oh, yeah. coming off a of Predator to do this, uh, you know, I think uh, I think for one of his movies, uh, they honest trailers called him uh, the Michael Bay of the eighties, <laughs> but better. Well, it, he, he didn't want to do it. No, yeah, but exactly. He, he turned
1: down this the script time and time again because the original script had them being terrorists and he's like, I don't want to make a terrorist movie. Yeah, he's cuz he's like, you know, that's it's a little political, especially, you know,
0: in the late 80s there was a lot of like actual German terrorism going on yeah, at that time. Yeah, and
1: you know, that was the and that he's the one who really pushed for the shift and that's why they changed him to thieves. It's like okay, yeah. we can have some fun with this. They're robbers. Let's okay, yeah. Let let's do that.
0: I mean, they start out as terrorists, but it turns out yeah, they just want to rob a, a shitload of money.
1: Right, and it's like and that and that works because you can have more fun with that because now it's not like some financial. Yeah, now see, everyone gets to have their
0: cake and eat it too. Right. You know? So and that yeah, but uh, and the you know the crazy thing is I the first time I watched this, uh, I actually had a friend of mine. Uh, it's weird because now he's like a fucking priest um but yeah i know it's strange i i went to a, a private school f- for like the first 10 years of my life and uh and yeah so uh, <laughs> but uh it, it's very revealing but um it, apparently yeah he loves die hard for uh for like just as a christmas movie he's like yeah man he was he was totally in that ground and like this is like you know the mid-2000s and whatever, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, this is, like, the best thing ever, and, you know, I talked to him, and so he lent me a copy of the DVD, uh, and I popped it in, and um, I I even remember my folks popping in, like, you know, poking around downstairs, like, oh, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, Die Hard. I'm like, oh, and they're like, oh, that's a classic. So, and yeah, man, I watched the DVD. So, the, first, like, the, just the whole R, R, hard R rated thing the whole way through. And yeah, man, it was a blast. So, yeah, it's uh, just fun. Uh, oh, totally. And of course, let's not forget. And plus, the other really cool thing about Die Hard is that it just spawned so many wonderful uh, and terrible, uh, you know, imitations. Like, you well, know, we had I mean, Die Hard and- on a bus, Die Hard on a mountain. Die hard in a tunnel, die hard on a plane, die hard on the president's plane. Well, you're you're you actually, you're, you're
1: just you just like that because it spawned your favorite movie. Your favorite action movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of true.
0: John Debont, man, the cinematographer went on to do Speed, which fuck i love i love that movie yeah it's that just,
1: you do that
0: you do oh dude it's it's so good though like because that's that's what action movies are supposed to do they're just supposed to be a gut burst of adrenaline release <laughs> thankfully this movie has it too
1: well uh, i i think it's about time we got to this this gut hell yeah man release. let's look <laughs>
0: let's let's get ready to die hard man although i I do want to ask one last thing before we start um have you seen any of the sequels and what did you think
1: uh i have seen the sequels um i really like the second one i think the third one uh has certainly uh charm to it i think jeremy irons brings a lot to the table on that one as well as samuel jackson which uh you know keeps that uh kind of going um moving past that i think you got diminishing returns i think it was a horrible idea to ever do a pg13 one no uh, shit and the last one i was just like why
0: uh huh yeah yeah That's that's. uh i saw two and that, that was it so oh i mean th- i think three, we'll go- 3
1: is definitely worth worth a watch particularly you know they do a kind of tie back to the first one with it and um as I said, uh, a lot of what makes it work is the fact that you've got Jeremy Irons and Samuel Jackson coming on.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, way to balance things out. But anyway, we're here to f- talk about the first one. So if y'all got... Who am I kidding? Whoever is watching this probably has like a copy already, and they're ready to just pop this in and be like, <laughs> play the damn movie already. So if you've got a movie, if you've got the copy a Blu-ray DVD... The itch- whatever. Uh, if you don't, it is streaming as of now on Amazon Prime. Uh, but yeah, cue it up, can get ready to press play because we are getting ready to die hard in three, two, one, click. And there's the 20th Century Fox logo. Um, I've got a weird copy because I think it's like a version that was in 16 by 9 and they stretched it out hmm. for w- oh, some reason. I don't know. I guess they were like, oh, I guess that looks good. Let's just get <laughs> let's just get the movie onward. I don't know about you watching back home, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean the the Fox logo does look a little weird, but the rest of the movie looks fine, so whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 good for me, good on my end. So as long as it's good on your you guys' end cuz that's what it's all about. It's about you folks listening at home, watching it where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. And then now, okay. That's this is the other thing about this movie that I remember is like, man, you can really tell this is like the late '80s, man, like really late '80s and early '90s, because uh, I think uh, it's the moment that's coming up where the dude looks down his shirt and sees the gun. Oh yeah, and then this. I love this <laughs> fists with your toes. okay, have you actually tried this on a long airplane
1: flight? I haven't yet.
0: I actually have not you know ha- I don't really remember uh, re- remember this as well as I should and try that. I mean I've flown a few times in the last couple of years, but I don't yeah a gun on but... a plane. Boy, is this movie pre 9/11 or what? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I never really tried the, you know, make fists with your toes sort of thing. Also, I don't think you could ever get away with a stuffed animal on board like that.
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to want to rip that thing open for, like, fine cocaine. <laughs> no, they'll go through the x ray machine at security. You're fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, hey, how about hey your kids, you remember indoor smoking at an airport? Right. <laughs> indoor smoking period. Indoor smoking period and carry-on in an airport. Carry-on so, weapons. Like
1: very interesting. Um apparently George Takei really wanted the part of Takagi, but there was what? some confusion. With his agent, and like it, it, he didn't get put in the mix the way he wanted to to try and go. We for could him. have had Sulu in this. What? Oh man, that's the one way to make this this <laughs>
0: this movie even better. Like having Captain Sulu in this.
1: Right? Wouldn't that have been nuts?
0: Ah, oh, damn. Oh well. I mean, I guess. Maybe you know what? Maybe uh, for like a special edition, they can they can have George Lucas superimpose <laughs> George Decay into the scenes and replace his performance. <laughs> oh man! Oh, this fucking schlub! I forgot about. He, he is so slimy. He does it so well, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of it's it, he's it, honestly I feel like all character actors of the '80s had this kind of character, just like you know the slimy business suit go- du- dude who's you know who might as well whose catchphrase might as well be, "Woo, cocaine's a hell of a drug." <laughs> I think well, uh, uh, even I think even RoboCop had one in that because that was like a huge thing in the late '80s. Oh, yes, and the wife. Because uh, it wasn't... Uh, didn't the screenwriter have like a near-death experience and wanted to make the, the wife story more compelling?
1: Yeah, he, uh, he was distracted driving around after a fight with his wife and didn't notice a refrigerator box in the road. And he thought he was about to smash full on into a refrigerator. The box ended up being empty But it made it very clear that, like, I was wrong. I should apologize. This is not how I want to go out in this world. And that inspired him to, you know, kind of make that whole, like, I got to make things right with the wife be the impetus in this movie. And honestly,
0: that's kind of an ingenious move because that that, without any real exposition at all, it really, like, quickly makes you care about John McClane and him. His purpose for wanting to get back yeah you know there's and there's
1: a whole underlying
0: thing going
1: and you know i I really do think that um that bonnie uh bedelia if i'm pronouncing it right or uh does a great job here (laughs) and actually um bruce had worked with her before and really suggested her and what a great choice she does a wonderful job oh yeah totally totally Uh, because unfortunately
0: a lot of the other uh characters kind of get sidelined from uh bruce wilson alan rickman but yeah man honestly it's like it's it's movies like this if the uh the, the the supporting cast doesn't get picked right it can really hurt your movie joan mcclain and speaking, yeah. And speaking uh, of supporting cast, the limo driver, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's fucking great, man. Well, right.
1: And what I like, you know, uh, you got Devereaux White, which apparently is not how you pronounce his name, but I can never remember the right way, so sorry, deal with it. Um, <laughs> one of the things I love about this movie is all the good guys: the limo driver, the cop, Holly, John. They all get their moment. And that's great. It's not him being the only hero. All of them get their little moment, and that makes it so much better. Yeah, they do
0: kind of get their own little moments. Uh, Although, (laughs) you know, there actually is one character who I know gets, like, a lot of fucking flack. And this was especially famous in Roger Ebert's review. The fucking police commissioner played <laughs> by, uh, uh, God, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Paul Gleason. Ev- oh, yeah. Virtually every 80s th- authority figure ever. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, if you read Roger Ebert's review, he comes down
1: hard on Paul Gleason. Like, he just yeah, hated Yeah, but you As know what? Fact, but he, he comes around. Like, he actually came around later and, like, recanted. About Die oh, Hard. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He has, but if you read his
0: original view, it's kind of hilarious. Because I really want to know, like, someone must have put something wrong. And there it, tea. The Fox yep, there it is, the Fox Building
1: uses Nakatomi
0: Plaza. Ne- Nakatomi Plaza, 1988, one
1: of the most famous
0: movie action piece, set pieces and
1: in history. Oh my gosh, that the tenants who are already Don't moved bon. into that being built building hate this production.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I think even to this day, they're like, "Please, no photographs. Please get the get the security." Yep. <laughs>
1: like
0: it's 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 bad. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, shit. <sighs> oh yeah, it was it was uh, based on a novel. Uh, right, and
1: so because which everyone forgets. Right. Well, and because <laughs> there was another movie done off the novel, this was a sequel to. They actually had to offer it first to the star of that previous movie because of the contract. So this role had to first be offered to Frank Sinatra.
0: Oh my god.
1: Who obviously was wow. too old at this point and turned it down. And oh, uh, yeah. Everyone in Hollywood turned this movie down. I mean, Michael Madsen, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Eastwood. Yeah. Everyone was offered this a- movie. Plus, and
0: because I know that they made a conscious decision to make references to it, but a lot of people were like, "Ah, it's too much like the Towering Inferno. Like, you know, so people just really didn't want to do it. But thank God that, you know, this movie actually did get out of production hell and uh, wind up on the big screen because, man, we got a kick-ass Christmas movie out of it. Yeah. Um and you know what I really do love the uh, the the L- the fact that it takes place in Christmas but in LA. Yeah. So there's virtually no snow. Oh yeah. It's not snow, it's not until LA. Die Hard to it's not until Die Hard 2 where we finally get some snow in in the Die Hard show. Right. <laughs> um although they have to, you know, kind of still keep it at Christmas because like again, why always Christmas? Really? Oh yes, another relic Quote unquote of the late 80s. Touch screen. Yeah, get used to it, Mr. McLean. You're going to be uh, getting used to a touch screen for a long time. But it's still kind of amazing that this was like. Uh, can, can you actually think of an early iteration of a touch screen system in a movie? Ooh, I mean, this is probably it. Yeah, because honestly, I thinking about it I really can't think of an earlier iteration of that which is kind of cool I guess this is when you know I, I don't really know the history behind touchscreen technology but I imagine that uh, what oh, is, uh,
1: this moment they're the only ones left in the building then why did I have to go through all this why did I have to go through I the touch screen like, if they're the only people in the building you just send them to that floor
0: because he's a dick. That's what, everyone in L.A. is a dick, uh, Sean. Didn't you know that? Because remember, uh, he, he's a New York cop. So everyone in L.A. has to be a dick to him. But Just I mean, to show
1: that everyone's against him. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's a New York cop, which would stereotypically make him one of the biggest assholes ever.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. It's either... It, it's... Well, in all fairness, aren't we kind of in agreement that all cops are bad? Because you know, you could be like, "Oh, Philadelphia cops," or "Oh, Florida cops," or you know, Ugh. just like, right, "Oh, le- Chicago." Le- le- let's get
1: off the soapbox. We'll be here all day.
0: <laughs> yes, agreed. Let's go to the Christmas party, because you know, because uh, you know, I, I, there was a line from the Hey Arnold! Christmas special, which I still love and watch to this day, but um. They're trying to go to get into a, uh, a government building to go to to find a, a missing person for Christmas, and they're like, "I don't know, Arnold. Looks like Christmas came already. For th- Christmas is already here for these guys." <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines, but yeah, for these guys, Christmas is already here. Love the architecture of it. I, I know they wanted to keep like have this almost very modern, beautiful Japanese element to it.
1: Gay.
0: (laughs) But yeah, you know that you were mentioning like how Mel Gibson was probably the first for like the average dude. The average quote unquote good looking dude. And I think the reason why... Uh, people look at this one as like the one that really got the trend of uh, having the action hero look like you know the a more average dude. Let's be honest, Mel Gibson in the '80s he had that really strong, <laughs> fine-looking jaw, uh, so he was a lot of, a much more prettier dude than yeah, the average dude. I gotcha. Whereas whereas Bruce Willis, you look at him here, you're like. Yeah, this totally d- looks like some bartender dude. Ah <laughs> oh, yes, Rem- Actually, remember it? when he had hair too? It's like, oh wow. Oh my god, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not a wig. That that's just you know, t- that that's just uh, you know earlier times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a great tape line. Tape decks. That's a great a line. Tape
0: decks. Wow. Remember what a tape deck says, kids? Oh shit. watch uh, <laughs> I got it off some dude at, at the corner of Hollywood Boulevard it's legit <sighs> oh yeah that music that the when the music drops low oh yeah we know we're in for something good Oh, the famous tank top!
1: <laughs> I think they use something like seventeen of of them in different states of disrepair throughout the movie.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of a, kind of how it has to be, especially if you're shooting a big action movie out of continuity and yeah. whatnot. You got you really got it. That's really the only way to do it. Um, although I do know that uh, uh, one of them, uh, like one of the main. Uh, ones that was used at the climax is now in the Smithsonian.
1: Yeah, Bruce had kept it and donated himself. Nice, that must have been a really cool gift.
0: Do it, McLean, before it's too late. Also, get some slippers. Yeah for the love of, for real like this movie has to be either uh like low key a, a, a foot fetishist dream <laughs> or uh, their worst nightmare <laughs> um, also you got to really love the uh, the times of uh, when you could really get away with uh, having sex at an office christmas party
1: I mean you say that but I've heard stuff within the last 10 years that some notable uh entertainment companies so
0: eh uh, you know what that makes sense i guess it's it really only takes up at the uh, the very high up corporate levels which you know given given how wealthy they all are that makes a lot of sense Also, uh, this is might just be me first noticing, but uh, you notice that giant scar on it? Yeah. Shoulder? I'm like, oh, wow. I, 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 the, it's amazing they had, like, a uh, makeup for a wound that, you know, even before the action begins. And then uh, that's a nice little touch because, you, you know, usually before... Uh, the, the show, like I think only with the exception of maybe like Rambo because, you know, he was in the nom, man. He right. was in the <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, you don't see like before the main action begins, you don't see your hero kind of cut up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean it
0: is a nice touch. Because, you know, you want that, that contrast. You want them looking pristine and clean and buff and beautiful so that way when they come out of this shit, you're like, Yeah, holy hell, there's contrast to it. Oh, is that Hans in the car? Or are they all in the the truck? Knock, knock. That poor guy that poor desk clerk is working Christmas Eve there. Right. And this poor schmuck hat and then this shit happens. Poor guy. And he was only 2 days away from retirement.
1: And here comes one of the, uh, the big notable errors in the movie that most people never pick up on. What's that? I'll, I'll let you know when the moment comes. <laughs> okay. Blood squibs. What's missing? Where's the ambulance? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how they were supposed to escape, so they that was written in very late. And they were just like, well, we can't do anything about it, so we're just going to roll with it and hope nobody notices because it's so long apart. Well... <laughs>
0: Is it me or is that dude, like, typing, like, my grandma?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he seems so self-satisfied with it, too. Well,
0: the self-satisfactory, that makes sense. He's a bad guy and he's a hacker dude. So, naturally, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm hot shit. And night falls on this fateful building. Ugh! Rickman, oh yes, Rickman, 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 dude, what a! This is probably one of the great breakout performances for real, and it's not even a breakout. It's just literally his first film role, Uh, which I do know that he was kind of hesitant to do because he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to be typecast as villains for the rest of my life." Which, let's be honest, after this performance. He kinda was, wasn't he? Uh,
1: I mean a bit. He did plenty of non villain stuff too, though, if you really look around, but I do understand yeah. the hesitancy, but come on, I mean, they saw him on Broadway and dangerous liaisons they were just like, he is he's our Hans Gruber. Like, we need this yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. And I'm so glad that they did, because right? man, what a what a what a what a performance. I mean uh, it's so it's so fucking tragic that he had to pass away in 2016. Yeah. Man, he was, like, one of the first deaths of 2016, too. I think uh, it was him and David Bowie. Mm. And from then on, we just lost, like, 10, 10 15 really good celebrities. Yeah, 20, 2016 was, like, the really shit, like, precursor to 2020.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch. It actually works. (laughs) I never tried that, but you know what? Now, next time I do make... If I ever uh, have to fly home for Christmas, I'm going to try that. (laughs) Hopefully, uh, it's not in like a big office Christmas party hotel area or something. Because who knows? I might need my shoes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also, do you hear the uh, the musical foreshadowing? Yeah, "Ode to Joy," man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I really hope that limo driver is getting paid a lot to do to I, just hang around. I love the fact that fur. this
1: guy who comes off as so menacing is like a ballet dancer. Oh, is he? Yeah, this long-haired blonde was a ballet dancer. Wow. Yeah,
0: also, isn't it, don't you find it fucking hilarious that, uh, like, almost none of them speak a lick of German? Right? <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, oh, we just want them to make them look intimidating. Now, on paper, if, or just, like, as a pitch, I would say that's a horrible, stupid idea. But you know what? McTiernan is just that talented and knows how to work with it. Right. That you really don't give a shit. Yep. Uh, uh, isn't it like a uh, later on in the movie where they're like, uh, you know, Hans says something in German and he has to translate.
1: Shoot the glass. <laughs> and you're like, do
0: any of these people actually speak
1: German? Right. <laughs>
0: They all get out with these uh, these ju- these big submachine guns, and no one notices until they start firing. Yeah, this is definitely pre-9/11, man. Hey, M- hey, McLean, get your shoes on, McLean, shoes. Oh yeah, this moment. This I thought was so random. I mean, I know they set that up, but like so random to, yeah. to have like just titties! Yeah! <laughs> Actually, I think that model was like a legit playboy or playboy, uh, uh, playmate at the time. I mean,
1: it's, it's, Ma- it's an 80s movie. They felt it was needed. <laughs> Which I'm
0: like, you know, John McTiernan, just because you really know what you're doing everything else i'll just go with this (laughs) why not you know you know what fine why not titties let's go for it oh man i need a hit Uh, uh, McLean's got some extra clips in there. Right? <laughs> Phone's dead. Oh, I'm trying to make out the tattoo that he's got. Is that great? Because to me it looks like Grateful Dead or something. And now our first speaking bit from. Uh huh. Oh, sir, your voice is like liquid molasses. I love it. Tell him, Rickman. No, of course not you. And Academy Award winner, 1963 Best Original Song. I really love how he's like now basically the embodiment of, uh, um, what, what, what's the term? Uh, neutral evil. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> he's humming "Oh <Ode> to Joy. <laughs> I love this exchange. Just. I have two myself. (laughs) God, he's so charming. He is. And such a bastard. I love it. Yeah. And really, I just love how he's just, you know, kind of like casually, you know, uh, singing uh, Ode to Joy, which as I'm pretty sure a lot of our diehard fans out there know that uh, uh, the uh, producer or the music uh, by Michael Common, he was really reluctant to use Ode to Joy at all because he's like, look, I'll, uh, I'll uh, use uh, Wagner and... Uh, uh, oh, God, what were some of the other ones that he referenced? Because I know he's like, I'll use Wagner, Strauss, uh, Bach in a heartbeat but why must you, like, do, use Beethoven like this? <laughs> why? And then he showed him, you know, that Stanley Kubrick made it the main theme of uh, Clockwork Orange, and he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Kubrick thinks it's, it's good enough for his movie, then, yeah, I'll throw it in there. Why not? Uh, and it turned out to be really great, because in a weird way, I kind of, anytime I think of Ode to Joy... There's a weird mental gymnastic in my brain that wants to put one foot in the Christmas category for that, <laughs> just because of how it was used in this. Um, and it was also, I think, uh, even uh, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, film adaptation of uh, Get Smart with Anne Hathaway and um, I have. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they they use "Ode to Joy" quite a bit with that one. I, I think you know Terrence Stamp was taking a lot of notes from Hans Gruber. <laughs> He's like, "Yes, it's a personal favorite. It, it's it it leads quite a bit of a, a show, but it ends with a bang." And <laughs> now begin the negotiations.
2: Money, money.
0: <laughs> we're not terrorists, we're thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Again, great way to ha- like have your cake and eat it right? too, you know. <laughs> You know, honestly, if I were McLean at this point, I wouldn't even be trying to get to the uh, 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 the, the the main bad guys in the situation. I would just try to find an exit to the building at this point and get help that way. Because seriously, backup procedure is like paramount. Don't charge in there, guns blazing, uh, solo find backup and in this case you're going to need like a SWAT team's level of backup right but that's okay because you know it makes for great entertainment three will be the number to be counting (laughs) and the number that will be the counting to is three four thou shalt not count two, and two, only then to proceed to three. Five is right out.
1: Oh, shit. So they had to teach him how to hold a gun because when he first picked it up and they saw him on set, Alan Rickman was holding it very limp-wristed. Yeah. Yeah. He actually had to be trained yeah. in how to hold a weapon. <laughs> yeah, and plus I know that
0: uh, for this one, because you know, uh, John McTiernan had like a lot, had some uh, access to some serious ordnance on Predator, on his last film. So he was like, I'm gonna go a little bit up the ante a little bit. So they actually, uh, I think one of the armorers actually played up the the uh, the. The, the kind of squibs that they were using for for this they did so that and that way not only yeah.
1: that um, their squibs were really loud and they didn't want to use stock old recorded gunshots. so they actually went to a range and recorded the noises of their skibs squibs to use for yep. the after effects for the noises in this movie.
0: Yep. I think they even fired with live rounds on on a range to get yep some of the modern sounds too. But uh, yeah, but the, no. For the for actual onset, they used like these, um, these types of blanks. They the, mod- the the They were modified blanks, but they were supposed to produce much bigger muzzle flashes than you normally would to get a really big style eye. Yep, out
1: of and it. because they were so loud, that's one of the reasons the people in the building got annoyed, and they could only use them after five.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> think even uh, uh, Bruce Willis had uh, some here. Hearing damage uh, after firing some some of those rounds. A eh, like, little tinnitus it, never
1: hurt anyone. <laughs>
0: but yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Like they don't. Back in the '80s, they didn't mess around. Like when you did action sequences, you really went up went up nuts. Bigger explosions, bigger muzzle flashes, just bigger everything. Whew. Oh shit. It's the safe. Oh, I get it. It's the seventh seal. (laughs) Get it. Get it. No, that's the other thing that really makes this movie is the fact that they can write uh, having John McClane just literally talk to himself. Yep. But Bruce Willis somehow makes that work. Nine. Boy, you really gotta love them with briefcase cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Anybody home? <laughs> oh man, you know I just realized there's another uh, big influence that Die Hard had on modern action movies. Uh, honestly, uh, uh, influence on one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. The Dark Knight Mm. also takes place, the climax takes place in a partially constructed building.
1: Yep. It's
0: amazing how construction sites make such good action piece, action movie set pieces. I'm only gonna shoot your, blast your brains out It's the popo, and you've been busted. <laughs> You're a loose cannon, McLean. Damn, that's the, you know that's the other thing that I missed in movies of uh, these old or these old movies. More sparks. Yeah. You don't really see sparks anymore, and or at least uh, like actual onset sparks anymore in sets because oh fire hazard. Well, I mean you get it. Oh fire hazard. You know you don't want to play it. You want to play it safe and whatnot. But at the same time, like use real sparks, damn it. That's one down. How many of them were there?
1: Oh, a whole lot.
0: (laughs) Damn, that's one hell of a safe cracker. All right, more bullets. Walkie-talkie, keep in contact. Cool. Oh, actually, you know, it was really cool. Oh yeah, the lighter. Uh, it, it, something really cool. I actually was in a museum where they had uh, one of the original walkie-talkies on display. Nice.
1: That is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, love I love this, this yeah
2: <laughs>
0: let's make this a little bit more fun I love this slick sense of humor this guy has Yep. and lord knows it spawned a ton of uh, Christmas sweaters I actually was uh, working for, at, at a warehouse uh, for a company that did uh, T-shirts, and they actually did have a license for Die Hard. So there were tons and tons of those uh, sweaters that said, now I have a machine gun. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh and yeah, right here, this is the inception of uh, the movie Speed. Yeah, boy. Going down. We control it. We, we control the, the system. You are about to experience the awe and mystery of the outer limits. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh shit! It's McLean." Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, it's the way that Alan Rickman says oh, that. Oh, yeah. just is my every... Can we have... It's too bad that Alan Rickman never got to play Santa Claus in anything. Even as like a voiceover role, you know? notes
1: so yeah uh apparently bruce actually uh did this himself he had no problem riding on top of uh elevator
0: yeah well i can see why he would want to be that because you know he's really trying to be the big action star and whatnot yeah but uh I know this was like a huge safety concern because, remember, this is a big stunt show coming off the tails of the Twilight Zone movie accident. Ah, yeah. You know, that was, if you guys don't know about that, uh, yeah, Google it. And uh, whatever you do, don't hit the images. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty nasty. There were a couple actors then, uh, and a couple extras decapitated by a helicopter on the set. More titties.
1: <laughs> you are tearing me apart, John McClane! <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> That's the only way to get have these movies get even dumber, is if uh, Tommy Wiseau is the, vil- the main villain for a Die Hard movie. Actually, that that dude—that
1: facial expression with the eyebrow. Oh my god! So good.
0: Only John can piss off someone like that. (laughs) You're LA. This is LA. You don't even have jurisdiction here. the roof schnell schnell <laughs> <laughs> okay seriously at that point for real like post 9-11 like After a fire alarm there, and now this report? Yeah, they would send everything they got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those were simpler times back in the 80s, weren't they? Hey, 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 gunshots. That'll do it. Use more sparks, movies! A drive-by? You heard gunshots, damn it! Oh, and you're going to send the cop from
1: family guy to do this? Family guy. Go- not family guy, family matters. And that wasn't a thing. Oh, yet. Family man. That's how yes, he got matters. that job after doing this.
0: <laughs> That's right. I, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Ghostbusters. This he was totally the cop in Ghostbusters uh, before
1: that. This uh this role made his career basically. Yeah, based, pretty much. And we're better for it. He's he's delightful. Yeah.
0: He was a, Although I I hear he did get like a like, an insane and annoying number of Twinkies hurled in his face. Yeah. Later in his career. Which I'm like, yeah, thanks, motherfuckers. And then proceeds to eat them. Cause tw- I, don't, I don't care who you are. Twinkies are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, also for real... How did not anyone hear the gunshots from up
1: there uh not necessarily being how high up they are sound travels man
0: and besides given how loud those guns are someone should have been able to hear them i mean remember they were getting all sorts of fucking complaints About the the noise for these action sequences.
1: Yeah. Well, but those are people in the building and the surrounding buildings, not like half a mile away. You know what? Get the Mythbusters on that. If you
0: fire a bunch of automatic weapons from the top of a very tall skyscraper, would people be able to hear it below on the streets several blocks, like a couple miles away? That's that's an interesting test I'd like to to conduct.
2: Uh, go!
0: Oh, that is... That's not a terrifying drop at all. Right? (laughs) Oh, the vertigo is real. Once again, titties. think that's also a really great relic of the 80s is like you can just have in maintenance areas casual nudity on your on your calendars and pinups on the wall knock knock
1: oh shit ah yes the famous botch stunt yep Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> It's a really good thing those Germans uh, the, the German weapons are built so tough, aren't they? <laughs> Cuz honestly, this should never happen. Yeah. Also, how much do you think John McClane might weigh? Cuz uh, how how tall is Bruce Willis? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, let's, uh, I'm Googling it. Let's let's why well, not? Let's see uh, height. Wow, uh, Willis is six foot even. So, let's let's say, you know, he he's in really good shape here. So, let's say... 170, 180? No, I was going to say, like, like, one, like maybe 180, 195, maybe an even 200. Uh, on how much I'd say about 180. Is. 180, 190-ish. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe that gun could hold his weight. I doubt it. (laughs) You know, actually I would probably believe, uh, the, it would hold a lot better if it was one of those, um, if it wasn't one of those pull out stocks and it was more like the the fixed butt
1: plate. But yeah, the, uh, the stunt man did not actually make that stunt and he fell 40 feet into a safety bag.
0: Damn. Uh, But
1: they still used a bit of that shot and they did that cutaway to his hands catching. Yeah, it works because you're like, oh shit!
0: Right? And there's the famous shot of the lighter. Yep. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yoo
0: Whatever you do, don't move. Oh! That was close. for it wait for it damn almost Well, truth be told, if these terrorists were really smart, they literally just would have looked at any vent and just shot it up completely. Oh, yeah. Like, just any shaft you see just emptying an entire clip. And just wait for blood to start coming out of the holes. Right. Come on. Join the party! Yeah, their training would imme- have them immediately go like to the front desk and check everything out. Like, there's no way they're just going to do a drive-by. I think even for the 80s, you know? There we go. That's better. happy new year (laughs) pretty good accent Although not quite as hilariously good as Hans's encounter with uh, John McClane, yeah, that one's kind of legendary. <laughs> I'm American. I'm very American. Now, where's my hot dogs and potato chips and Coca-Cola? Oh yeah. yeah didn't. Uh, didn't Willis have like a really hard time breaking that glass?
1: Yes. There are alternate takes where you just see the chair break. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the the chair wound up breaking before the glass did. sus Down It's Christmas, motherfucker. I am too... I'm too overworked for this. Empty the clip, sir! Oh, it's already empty. Yeah! (laughs) And a Happy New
1: Year's. (laughs) Yay,
0: more musical foreshadowing.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's Christmas songs. It helps make it more of a Christmas movie.
0: Yep. They even have the jingles and the uh, and the score.
1: <laughs> I love yeah, this wait part. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah! Damn the no, fuck this shit, motherfucker! God,
0: oh goddamn! Oh goddamn! Oh, goddamn! Oh, for soon for soon. back a back fool. goddamn! Yeah! Yeah! Now this is some Christmas party action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, oh yeah, we got to check in on the limo driver, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> they got an MG42 or some shit. on oh, out up there. Shit. The other author- every 80s authority figure ever. Oh, yup, he was the oh, dick
1: in Ghostbusters, so he just became the dick in everything.
0: Yeah, man. He got, I heard he got like a lot of shit uh, later on in life because of like just all the, because apparently, you know, that's just a testament to what a good actor he is. But man, yeah, you know. It's kind of like the uh how much like you know bullying that uh, the guy who played Biff get received. right He's like you leave Marty McFly alone. I'm like, guys, it's a movie. right <laughs> I'm an actor, okay. He's been listening, you twat. No, this really is kind of... Because I think uh, along with speed... There really was like a big trend of phone-based villains uh, o- over the '90s, and I think this really is like the 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 inspiration behind all that tr- that trend of the '90s. You know? Yeah, I Because could... you know, it's it's the, the banter between the hero and the villain over where they don't actually meet face to face. Right. Whoa, indeed. <laughs> Because honestly, I can totally see this being the uh, the inspiration behind all the '90s based phone vi- or the phone based villains of the '90s. Yeah, for sure. Because w- <clears throat> oh shit, he's gonna say the thing. Say the
1: thing. He said the thing. Yay! Yeah, but it's it's not even my favorite line in the movie though. Oh really? I'll I'll let you know it's coming up. My favorite line's coming up. All right, because I'm like yay said the thing it's a fun line i understand it's the one that people most remember but it's not my
0: favorite (laughs) (laughs) fucking journalist right You motherfucker! <laughs> oh man. God, he, although I will say this, as bad as he is in this one, he's nowhere near as bad as he is in Die Hard 2. Like where he basically just causes an entire panic for right a, and uh, in the on a fucking airplane. I mean, as especially in a post 9/11 world, that is a serious trigger warning now. Right. Come on, McLean. See, there's another thing that just comes into play that I just thought of right now. That cop should be like, how do I know that you're not one of them? (laughs) Hey, Schwarzenegger reference. Yay. Yeah, seriously, that cop should have been immediately (laughs) questioning, how the hell do I know he's not one of them? (laughs) Roy... That's what I'm talking about. And here we have the 80, every 80s authority figure, Roger Ebert's least favorite character, Deputy Officer Dwayne Robinson. <laughs> uh, it's Barry Manilow. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, I as well, far no, as the but cops go, no, no, i with him on
1: that. Oh no, actually, I'm with him. All he talked about, about the weapons, what he was looking at, like checking labels, that's all kind of stuff you'd be doing as police work that a civilian wouldn't necessarily think about.
0: Yeah, I guess. It's just never underestimate what what the hell is up in that building, you know? Because remember, the cops don't know shit right now. Oh, man. The picture frame, man, (laughs) love
1: it. Yep.
0: In a related story, I indeed do not have a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, I agree with that they don't know shit, and they probably shouldn't do be too hasty with things. But you're just going to go uh, in?
1: That's stupid! Because yep. he's right. You don't know if there are hostages yeah. in there, man. You don't know anything, and so... And you're
0: just going to go in guns blazing? This is L.A., isn't it? <laughs> shit man this like i i know i keep saying this but man this really was the 80s so much smoking yep i mean at this point right before the uh the battle coming in uh yeah smoke
1: them if you got them right (laughs)
0: I love the, just the tiny little, uh, set decorations of the uh, yeah. Christmas decor. Just a little cuts to remind you, I guarantee you, this is a Christmas movie. Oh, you guys are about to get fucked up
1: it's little moments like that where it's like guy gets hurt (laughs) on a rose bush it humanizes everything so well well i also love
0: that that's also kind of a precursor like oh these guys haven't these guys haven't busted something like this in a long time right they're in for a show
1: (laughs) i love that again this other little moment it's like Oh yeah, the, the fucking chocolate bar. Uh, it's the stuff that makes people human.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, I know John McTiernan was really like, uh, was to- really lenient for like little bits of uh, improvisation and whatnot.
1: Right, but like it's those little things you don't even have to know the character, but it just makes it feel real, and that yeah, helps so much. Yeah,
0: tiny little human touches to, to your stuff, and. I think that's why John McTiernan was so fucking well received uh, in the in the action genre. Because uh, if you really listen to some of his approaches to the work, uh, you can tell he has a real respect for not just his audience, but for cinema in general. Yeah. And when you when you have that, you can come out with some pretty terrific. Uh, as I'm sure. If Alfred Hitchcock ever got to see something like this, I'm sure he would have called movies like this very posh and uh, uh, up, uh, posh, th- posh thrill rides of chill spills and thrills going great with the aroma of popcorn and butter. So are they gonna uh, uh, subsequently call this uh, Operation Kick Ass? <laughs> nah, it's it's Christmas. This is uh... <clears throat> this should be the Operation Deck the Halls.
1: Yep. No shit. <laughs> the glass i like that he's on his second chocolate bar
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know
0: there is probably one flaw to this movie not once does anyone ever say i'm gonna deck your halls <laughs> oh shit they're bringing in the battering ramp seriously why are they cutting the doors when they could just shoot the glass seriously Suck on this, Christmas carol, bitches. Oh, shit. They got the rocket launchers. Yep. Easy there, man. Oh, that is some big ordinance. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh shit, that is a lot of ordinance. Yo. Yeah. Damn, even Rambo didn't have something this big.
1: Fire! Damn And these were real explosions done outside the building. Yeah, that's not a model
0: folks. That is an actual actual vehicle getting blown up on a real street. Oh, shit. Here we go. The elevator shaft.
1: Kabooey!
0: You know, I imagine just to save a little bit of money, they just used another angle from the first explosion. Probably. Yep. Oh, that's... I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't do like a dolly zoom vertigo effect. (laughs) Fuck it. We're blowing this up anyway. Let's do this. Oh, shit. Woo! Looking less like Christmas and more like the 4th of July. Damn! Damn, that's some major stunt work. Although seriously if he was using that much c4 he should he seriously as soon as he like shoved the thing down the elevator shaft he should have just turned and ran in the other direction immediately and covered his ears yep yeah. I'm gonna get so many ratings <laughs> yeah they just well, John McTiernan was like, really adamant like I am not making this political guy right he is just a thief <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are a loose cannon, McLean.
0: One more outburst from me. You, McLean, and you are getting detention. <laughs> <laughs> Do your jam- damn job. Yeah, I also really love the fact that, you know, the movie really knows when like all right, we had ourselves a big ass explosion action sequence. Let's slow down with some character development, right? Uh, and that was also a really other smart thing because there really wasn't a whole lot of supporting characters in uh, in the original sh- script, and they were like, no, let's let's really expand the uh, the supporting cast. So, you know, McLean and uh, is it, because as good as McLean and uh, Rickman are, uh, and Gruber are. you really don't want to have them be literally take up 90% of the movie because that could get stale uh, fairly quick (laughs) oh this fucking guy You know what just hit me? This guy is literally the, uh, is is basically the basis of every Fox executive ever. Yeah, seriously, this is just the Fox executives. Christ alive! I I, I wish I could make jo- more jokes about that, but
1: listen to that him right there. <laughs> you know that right there, Hans Booby, love it. <laughs> favorite line, favorite line, That's right there. Be- Hans Booby, come on, hey, eh? you want to do some coke? Well, and, and <laughs> Half of his speech is ad-libbing, which is why Alan Rickman's character looks so confused because he's not on script and he's just like, "All, all right, <laughs> hey, uh, all right." I bet he's just,
0: he just like makes eye contact with uh, McTiernan, and McTiernan's just like, you know, thumbs up behind the camera, just like, "Yeah, go, it's cool." It's basically that meme from uh, uh, *How to Train Your Dragon 3* where it's just like, you know, yeah, <laughs> where the guys just going ape shit nuts. And then, you know, he looks over at, at Hiccup, and Hiccup in the corner is just like, oh, Yeah, God. dude, it's cool. <laughs> like, now I gotta make a meme of that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm getting the Pulitzer for this one. Hey, Johnny, what's happening? You want to come on down here? I told them everything. Ah, Come on. They just want want to get out of here.
1: We do not negotiate with terrorists. I like the fact that they bring him a Coke because they clearly asked him what he wanted and he said Coke. (laughs) And did not understand. (laughs) Woo! 80s were great, man.
0: Woo! You can get a lot done on this shit, man. It's great. Woo! Yeah, he, he doesn't know it, but he totally is.
1: Yep. you idiot
0: yeah boy you just really can't wait to see him get his his
1: yeah nobody nobody minds when he dies really nope
0: yep saw that coming from a mile away even on first viewing I'm like dead dead
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: I'm going to put him in detention so long. That... <laughs> <laughs> Two months, you're mine. Two months. No, it's it's crazy how many like how we've just been like transfixed by the movie and just kind of let it play over the past right. eight, couple of because you know honestly it's just so much fun listening to like especially these speeches by Alan Rickman I just kind of want to listen to him speak yep. talking uh, as a matter of fact I think uh, just just because the wife is a real big fan of uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch I'm like yeah this is basically what we had before Benedict Cumberbatch's (laughs) sultry voice.
1: I love that, read about them in Time magazine. Perfect. Yes.
0: Although it's still kind of funny because I know that, you know, both actors had to use American accents for a couple of uh, films, and we just listened to them and we're like, Benny, Benny, Rick, like, just like Alan, like both of you guys. Right. Your your natural voice is fucking perfect. Don't, don't fuck with it. <laughs> I don't know if you ever... I forget what film it was, but did you uh, see that uh, film where uh, um, Benedict Cumberbatch was uh, doing a Boston accent?
1: I don't think so. It
0: just check it out or google it or something because it's hilariously bad oh gosh oh like it's and i don't want to say that in like you know a malicious way or anything because like yeah it's a bad accent but it's just like benny you're not the right guy for this i know you're an actor and you really want to try new things but it just didn't work i'm sorry Uh. (laughs) Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> this shit,
1: <laughs> which is does not exist, is not a no. real thing. No, let's we gotta put this on
0: the table. Just so, not a thing. Science has disproved it. <laughs> yeah, and the whole Stockholm thing, just none. Nah. There were very specific things that... which is a whole other can of worms.
1: I love this.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. It's not the president, for god's sake. (laughs) <laughs> no relation <laughs> such a wonderful little tweak of humor the fucking feds and
1: everyone smokes
0: <laughs> oh yeah everyone fucking smokes in this movie hell I think even the uh, the, the lady who was pregnant earlier uh, was uh, like oh you know the baby will handle a sip of wine it's fine right <laughs> Well, you also really got to love that Gruber is going up there to investigate himself.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, he has lost some men.
0: He has, but still, it's just like, you know, this is just 100% an excuse to have uh, McLean and uh, uh, Gruber meet. Yeah, and there
1: was no rehearsal. So, like, this shot when they meet was actually the first time of these two guys interacting with each other.
0: Oh, yeah. Wasn't that, like, uh, Alan Rickman's very first day on set, too?
1: It uh, might have been.
0: Yeah. And then this reaction, priceless.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when, when, they, when they asked him if he could do an American accent... His response was like, it's like, well, kind of. I could do a California accent.
0: Well, it's L.A., so (laughs) I guess we can do... Yeah, sure, why not? But, you know, it's kind of humbling to know that this is what uh, uh, Europeans think we sound like. (laughs) But also, I think I remember someone made a joke that, yeah, because, you know, going back to how Benedict Cumberbatch is kind of the... uh, the, the Neo uh, Alan Rickman voice of our generation uh, that it's kind of funny that uh, his whole performance in Doctor Strange is based on that one exchange from Die Hard.
2: <laughs> Which,
0: you know, if yeah. you listen to it back to back, you're like, I kind of like that is kind of Doctor Strange, isn't it? A little bit. Oh, my God. I've just realized uh, if the marvel universe got launched in the 90s can you imagine alan rickman as dr strange Oof. that actually would be kind of fucking cool yo oh man you know mm, see now uh, now that they've introduced time traveling in the marvel movies like can you imagine if uh, alan rickman got to play an older version of benedict cumberbatch Oof. oh man it's so go- sad that he's gone See, it's right there, I feel like McLean should have been like, wait a minute. Right. The big apple. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, that remi- that makes me think. Has there ever been an action hero that uh, had to do like a huge majority action sequence in his underwear? I feel like that's been done somewhere. If it hasn't, make that a thing.
1: Uh probably. I don't know. I
0: can't really think- yeah, I can't really think of it anything like that. <laughs> I think this is probably my favorite little. Uh, this is probably my favorite line of the whole movie. Because as much as I love y- Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, uh, probably this little next exchange is probably my favorite bit coming up. Just wait for it. Oh, shit, busted. Question mark. What's up, Hans? <laughs> <laughs> Did I? (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Yeah, no bullets, huh? (laughs) That's, That's my favorite bit there. Just no bullets. What do you think I am, fucking stupid Hans?
2: Run, fool, run!
0: oh blowing off the kneecaps yeah i think we also mentioned this when we did terminator 2 like don't you miss when you know they had real squibs on the set and real broken glass going yes those are the fucking days man Oh, shit. I'm an actor. I don't speak that shit. Translate. Oh. there busting caps like a motherfucker
1: <laughs> it's so well shot right I mean, the cuts are perfect it, it, it lets you follow it like there's well, I also, no i, I, I oh. also
0: really love that last crescendo shot where they just hold on the white and then fade back in right good
1: shit man but i mean the the fact so often cuts and action sequences are done so fast you can't follow this is just well done
0: yeah well in, in this case it, it really works i mean in some cases you know it really helps to do a lot of rapid cuts and whatnot um, but in other cases you want to hold on it but yeah in this particular case it's so it, it just works yeah, robust is probably the word you're looking for, you know?
1: Yeah. that That's an excellent word for it. Mm hmm.
0: Oh, I love this little exchange here. He's, she's watching him. And then. You're tying me apart, McLean! He's still alive.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's great shit, man. And, and I, then... I, I could say from personal experience, as someone who has Ew. stepped on glass and had to get five stitches of their foot. Uh... Oh, my gosh. All my sympathy. This is so awful
0: oh like yeah man are you sure this wasn't like uh ghost directed by quentin tarantino like (laughs) (laughs) barely send morphine morphine <laughs> oh. This is why we use sugar glass on the set move everybody. Ooh Oh yeah, here we go. This is what uh, I like to call the episode of the view. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a little bit worse than that. Well, at least you had the uh the cor- the correct response to be horrified, unlike uh unlike some other cops of recent history. Yeah.
1: Very understandable.
0: Yeah. Again, he has the correct response to to be horrified at what he's done. I like to call that the Oppenheimer effect. Right. It's the feds. Yep.
1: Perfect delivery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I don't think anyone's ever said FBI so so eloquently since uh, until Keanu Reeves came around. I am an
1: FBI agent. Honestly, no. I give it to uh, um, Anthony Hopkins. Running all the way to the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: that was both '91, wasn't it too? I think so. Yeah. Ninety one, that was the that was the year to to really soak in saying FBI. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening oh shit and here we
1: go yep ludwig cue the music
0: Yeah, motherfuckers (laughs) Woo that's a hell of a Christmas present. Six hundred and
1: seventy five million dollars. I think it was six hundred and forty, but yeah.
0: it is raining money. We hitting the strip club tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Whoo that's a lot of money.
1: That's, Ooh, I, damn. I, the lines uh, themselves aren't even that memorable, but his delivery—no, they're not. It's his right. is so good, right? <laughs> it's it's one of those
0: things where he because boy, sitting on it's, the beach, at
1: twenty percent, like oh,
0: it's silk uh, to my ears. Uh, uh, yeah, because you know it's it, it's such a big and again this goes into play why everyone was expecting this movie to tank is like on paper the lines really aren't right. that great but when you have these actors deliver them with such charisma that god damn, they become classics and you're yep. just there every step of the way. Ugh. <laughs> Also, I really gotta hand it to Hans Gruber, is that uh, if you if you really want to pull off a big, big, big heist, make sure you think they think that the, you're dead by the end of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause look, it you because uh, what was the line? Uh, if you steal six hundred dollars. Uh, uh, you can probably probably get away. You steal six hundred million. They will find you and catch you. Right. <laughs> but unless they think you're
1: already dead. Yep. They want to come after you because they're dead. Yep. Yep. So uh,
0: yeah, honestly, like, thanks, Hans. You've you've you came up with my insurance
1: plan. If I ever want to pull a massive, <laughs> massive Grand Theft Auto-style kind of heist. Well, having to how you have to figure out where somebody has that much money and that's difficult in and of itself. <laughs> mhm.
0: Re- really the only way to get out uh, to get that kind of money is to exploit poor people. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas everybody. <laughs> Trying to make an exit. <sighs> oh, oh! This is such stupid. Such this a dick. Such a
1: prick. And I Fuck think. Fuck off! It- It is Christmas Eve, damn it! Leave Uh, him alone. Right? Can't you
0: wait till after New Year's to schedule a goddamn interview? But no. Such a dick. Remember this is this is uh, produced by Fox, so ratings, ratings. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Um. Actually, if I remember correctly, the cost. So like. Bruce Willis got $5 million for this movie, which was, like, unheard of at the time. Yeah. And Rupert Murdoch himself had to sign off on it. Jesus.
0: Holy shit, that's a lot at C4. They're going to blow the cap off this building. You got a big mouth. Choppers so, inbound.
1: Because of noise complaints and other things, they were supposed to have like four takes to get the copters right. Nope, they got shut down after one. So think about how great this sequence is and the fact that they pulled it off in one take.
0: Man. Although, in all fairness, one take is really all you ever need, right? Sometimes that's the case. One take is all you ever need. Oh, shit. The choppers are coming get the to the chopper! chopper get to the chopper also i'm actually kind of surprised mctiernan wasn't cheeky enough to use the mctiernan uh, or, or just use that line just once this just, <laughs> just as a little uh, reference to his last movie
1: yeah well oh shit
0: Fuck. Oh, fuck. <sighs> kick his
1: ass! Come on, McClain, you can do this! I mean, you know he's gotta be able to kick, he's a ballerina! Oh damn!
0: I'm surprised he didn't uh, try out for uh, uh fucking Raiden in, in uh, uh Mortal Kombat. Christopher, you leave
1: Christopher Lambert out of this.
0: <laughs> that was like the one big thing for you that did it for you. They got
1: Highlander as Raiden. Yeah, love it. Damn!
0: Look how low, low flying those are going, man. You don't see that kind of helicopter stunt
1: work anymore. Yep. And again, they had all the cameras set up, and they just got it in one take. Jesus,
0: unreal. Although, in all fairness, I think we can all agree the uh, the pinnacle of insane uh, helicopter stunt work was when they put a helicopter under an overpass in Terminator 2. Like <laughs> yeah. god damn. Like James Cameron, you're fucking crazy. And now that I think about it, like cause, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, how this was like one of the big stunt show movies like right after the uh, the fiasco of uh, the Twilight Zone movie. Right. The fact that Terminator 2 only came out a, like a few years after that and they still went ahead with that kind of
1: a helicopter stunt is mind boggling! Yeah, but. When you have a vision. Yeah, and it also
0: helps that, uh, you know, Spielberg and John Landis were in no way related to Terminator 2. Oh shit, that's a lot of money.
1: There's <laughs> nothing common about me! So good.
0: But he does have a point. I mean, it, he may be a thief, but uh, yeah, there's nothing common no, about
1: it. No, not at all.
0: Beat his ass! Give him the chair, the chain, the chain! Yeah! Yeah! That's how I decorate a Christmas tree! Whew. Woo! More flybys.
2: <laughs>
0: surprised they you know I'm actually surprised that they didn't try to uh, evoke Wagner for that bit right there.
1: Uh it's not the right moment. They use that music to be associated with the with the criminals, not the FBI. Ah,
0: that's true. Yeah. I guess they could have used uh maybe they could have just started blasting some Rolling Stones or some CCR. Get out! Run! That ain't it. Oh boy. <laughs> Whoopsie! No, friendly fire! Run, dude! Run, stupid! Run! Oh, and we got this shot coming up. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here comes the big stunt, man. Which he did himself. Yeah, I know. I think even to this day, uh, after all the action movies he's done, Willis says, yeah, this was by far the hardest stunt I've ever had. That
1: last shot though still throws me that guy's still hanging by the chains, but is somehow not dead. Oh, is uh, I, I guess he's one tough cookie. He's
0: like, it's like one of those dudes like, damn, this guy, they gave him the chair like three times and he still
1: ain't dead. They're showing him like he's supposed to be dead, but he pops up later and you're just like, how are you alive? Just do
0: it. Don't worry. Next time you'll just be at an airport. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Damn. I also you, got, you really got to love that they had a, a super wide shot of the explosion. Yeah. You know. And boy Ah stop hitting your foot like No, no more glass, no more glass Oh fuck Nope, nope 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 no, let go let go no <laughs> Not the rug no shit Oh. I want a vacation <laughs> Damn And man. this right here Oh the the helicopter Yeah
1: perfectly done with a miniature that they they just kept shooting it with different lenses and attempts, and they just got it to look just right. honestly,
0: I'm convinced because really, because the fact that they had the balls to blow the top off of an actual building, right? <laughs> uh, I would not be surprised.
1: Like, eh, let's have a fire, a helicopter on fire, just fall out of the wreckage, right? But you know, they ended up using a miniature, and they they got it so
0: right. Yeah, yeah, man, it blends perfectly. I think that was, like, one of the only miniature shots, too. Yeah, one one of the very few. uh, Otherwise, everything else is done, like, in camera for real, which is so insane when you
1: think about it.
0: Oh, yeah, is this what you mentioned with the, uh, the ambulance?
1: Yep, there was no ambulance in it at the beginning, so... (laughs)
0: oh yeah one bullet and one bullet one bullet per gun two bullets that's you know actually that's another thing it must have been really really uh, lucky that his uh, sidearm is a beretta 9mm which is also the exact same bullet that right. the MP5 shoots. Oh yeah. Limo driver's time to
1: shine. Boo! Happy new year. Oh yeah. And they didn't like how, <laughs> how that shot was going. So he really had to haul off and hit him because yeah, the, the, yeah. the, he was pulling his punch too hard.
2: Oh, I love this
1: Hands!
0: <laughs> Yeah, man. Because as we mentioned earlier, like it's amazing how they had that little scar on his shoulder j- before this. Cause right. Because you want him pristine, so that way the contrast when he's all fucked up like this, it's a lot. It, it just reads a lot better, but. We still like, holy shit, this dude's been through the shit, man. Yep. Yeah, for real. Seriously, like Hans Gruber. Thank you. If I ever pull like a giant heist, I know what to do at the very end. <laughs> Still the cowboy. It's Gary Cooper, asshole. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> now we got Hans to say the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and this this reveal here is so fucking good. He's got a tape to his fucking back.
1: Yeah, I'm actually kind of
0: surprised that the tape held and his sweat and blood didn't just like have it fall right off. Oh yeah, in the head. I, I love that yeah. he blows on the barrel. It's so unnecessary, but I love it. And then we have the famous fall. Yep. Oh yeah. And just to get that
1: that look right. They said one, two, let him go. Well, no, they they said they would let him go on three, and they let him go after one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brilliant. <laughs> Just like, oh shit! <laughs> no. It's it's this shot is so iconic. Yeah, man.
0: Like, we've seen a lot of villains fall to their death at the end of the movie, like, from the 80s and 90s. But that's the one that was done the best, honestly. Oh, yeah. Especially because he he had the right idea to use the super slow motion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I hear it was really, really hard to get that shot because he was falling at such a uh, quick rate and because there's low lighting. Mm. Having him stay in focus was a real challenge. So they had like this whole like this uh, custom zoom lens that were was able to keep it in focus, but even that cutting edge technology at the time was still having a hard time
1: keeping them in focus. But they got the shot. So now the real question is, how many of these police officers just casually pocketed a hundred thousand dollar barabond? Probably quite a few, but
0: honestly, I'm pretty sure the uh, the company would file some damage insurance claims on those bonds and uh, any that were I think found the negot- Well,
1: that's just that I think negotiable bonds are uh, harder to do that with. I think that's kind of like whoever has them has them. Oh, shit. Really? I think so. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think so. Oh, my uh, God. Can we just have, like, one extra pocket one and just, like,
0: mutter to himself, Merry Christmas. Right?
1: <laughs> like,
0: I'm going to Congo. <laughs> like, because each one of those would be, like, $100,000, man. Like, shit, that's a couple years worth of salary. Right? <laughs> What's going on, Roy? It's <laughs> so cathartic. Love it.
1: So good. I almost wish...
0: Was he around for... Because it's been a while since I've watched it, but was he around in Die Hard 2? I don't think he was. Uh,
1: he, he has like a cameo. Takes a phone call. Okay,
0: yeah. Because, uh... Yeah, goddamn. Like, I kind of... I, you know, you would have. It would have been really fun if, because I know Sammy. I haven't seen Die Hard three, but and I hear you know Samuel L. Jackson is fucking great. But can you imagine if that that was his partner in New York? Oh shit! How are you still alive? What? Do you know why he's still alive, Sean? You know why? Because he needed a moment. Yes, because we need character arc. See, kids? It's okay to shoot a guy. I am in for so much paperwork. Right? (laughs) Oh, God. Can you only imagine the amount of paperwork that uh, John McClane had to fill out? Especially considering Uh, he was operating outside of his jurisdiction.
1: Good God. So many IA interviews. Yeah. Especially...
0: Uh, Honestly, I I bet... Get the fuck away, man. (laughs) And and, and she gets her moment. They all get their moment. They everyone gets their moment in this movie. I love it. And of course, this the great last line of the movie. Wait for it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah man. Weather outside is frightful. Yeah, man. How many other action movies end with, with, with fucking Christmas songs? Right. Other than its sequel. <laughs> whooey man. What a ride. Yeah, I'm actually curious, uh, like, because I, I watched Die Hard 2, and, you know, is despite it being silly and a real blatant repeat, like, to the point where, you know, John McClane has to say to himself in another air vent, why is it always Christmas? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I like to think that as soon as he's done filling out the paperwork for this one, he goes into this one. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, fuck it. God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I really, I still really like die hard too. And I'm, I, I'm, ah, man, I'm still probably going to have to sit down and watch the others. Cause I hear three is really fun. Four has its moments, and five is absolute shit, which I'm probably not even going to... I'm just going to skip entirely. Yeah,
1: but, you know, I mean... Now, would you rewatch watch this? Um, this really did change the game. And it's... I, I think history has really shown out with this movie. However, it's also very... It was short-lived, and by that I mean, yes, this changed the game, and yes, there were a lot of repeats off of it, sure. However, the action genre got had the game completely rewritten yet again only a few years later with Terminator Two.
0: Yeah, yeah, for real, like because because uh, as much of a roller coaster as that is, I mean, uh, Terminator Two really feels even more like a live-action stunt show that's going on before your eyes, uh, yeah. with even more, com- I think, compelling characters and deeper thematic themes, you know?
1: Yes, which, you know, that that's why it changed it. I think it elevated it out of, like, just so much being an action movie to something, you know, far deeper that hadn't really been done much. Oh, yeah, action. for sure. Which, like, you, know, you know, but I digress. This movie, as if you want a fun action movie, it's great. And, again, it... This established. Oh, look, we can have more of an every, every man kind of person play this role, instead of, oh my God, it's Arnold with, with arms. Yeah, like l- l- literally origins. have Mister
0: Universe roading right.
1: dual like dual machine guns. Because there was so much of that in the eighties, where like these action heroes were just so completely unrealistically muscle bound. This takes it down to a more believable. Uh, type, and I, I I think that really helped the genre because there's a lot of great actors who can pull off this type who can't pull off the other type but who yeah. can have as action stars.
0: Plus it just makes it, you know, because again, this is something else that McTiernan was really going for is that it makes it a little bit more accessible to the audience. You can relate to them a little bit more.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And yeah, so that's why John McClane is still... One of the great action heroes of all time, but let's let's also try to you know reach out to Bruce Willis and be like, hey man, it's cool. You can you can retire now. It's but we I, had I, fun. I mean, for <laughs>
1: the, for, but also I mean, this movie will always be lauded for launching Alan Rickman's career. Oh, absolutely, and, for real. I mean, my gosh, I I had. I, had a I still coll- wish he
0: was working to this oh, day, yeah. man.
1: But I had a friend in college who was a huge Alan Rickman fan. And, you know, let me borrow really obscure movies of his. And, I mean, he was just such a master of his craft in so many different ways. And, uh, like, it was clear that he wanted to do stuff he found interesting. And I think that's probably why he did this, even though he was worried about being typecast. Because I think he could really run with the role.
0: Yeah, man. Did, did your friend actually ever get to meet Rickman?
1: Uh, I don't know. Actually, we have oh. not. We have not kept in touch.
0: Because man, can you imagine just someone talking? Because I hear he was like such a sweetheart. Uh, as oh matter gosh! Of fact, like, Everyone you know, loved him. Yeah, I mean, even on this movie, I remember reading up uh, how he would like you know spend his the lunch breaks with the other actors, and uh, uh, I think uh, uh, yeah, he specifically
1: uh, the. Uh, I blank. She played Holly. They, uh, yeah, they became very good friends. They would spend lunch breaks together.
0: Yeah, because he was just so charming and nice. Yeah, and which is like a really cr- crazy contrast to
1: the and way he plays him. You know what? God bless that man for switching careers, because he didn't get into acting until I think he was uh, late twenties, early thirties. He had. <sighs> Man. He had done a whole different career and then just decided to switch. And it's like, we are so better for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. And the world is so much less without him. Because mm-hmm. I, I, still, I still was tra- so traumatized when I heard about his death. Because oh, I think that gosh, was yeah. just on, I think that was literally like two, two or three days after Bowie died. And that was, oh. it, man. It, it was like, a dark,
1: dark time. Uh,
0: it still kind of is, to be honest. Yeah, you're, so you're
1: not wrong. Um, my yeah, she was a singular talent,
0: for real. But yeah, man, that was diehard. We had we had a real because I still have a good time watching this. And uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm probably gonna wind up popping in the sequel before uh, <laughs> before the holidays over, just because why not? <laughs> uh, and then maybe I'll late, later on next year I'll uh, pop in the other ones because. Um, I at least want to check out Di- Up to Die Hard 4 because I know uh, Timothy All Fantastic is the villain and I like <laughs> I like Mr. All of Fantastic he's cool yeah, uh, I
1: mean it just the there's any action movie is going to have a certain level of unbelievability to it that's just how it is like that, yes. that's how it's going to go they just really crank that up a little too much in 4 all right, I'll,
0: I'll have that expectation. I will I will lower my expectation to, so that it exceeds my expectations. But I'm not watching five. I heard it was trash and awful and just no. I mean,
1: yeah, I saw it and I was just like, well, why? <laughs> yeah, it's, man, like but it, 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 it's not the worst thing ever, for sure. I mean, I've definitely seen far, far worse films out there. But it's just like... Ooh, come yeah, on fair. now! Like, yeah, give, give me better. Give me better. Well,
0: you know what? Don't give me anything anymore. Like, I'll, I'll well, stick right, with those. Well, right, right, but movies.
1: and that's just it. Like, um, uh, I can't even remember what franchise it was, but there was one franchise where it got relaunched after a long time, and part of the discussion was about why did you come back? it's like they had a story that made sense. Like that's why they hadn't done it in so long is because they didn't have the the right story for it to for it to make sense and the people attached were like no when they finally had the right story they did it and that's what you have to wait for
0: yeah yeah but anyway that that was so we I, did you have a fun time rewatching this I always have
1: a fun time with Diana.
0: good shit man and let us know in the comments. What you think of Die Hard, what's your favorite part, all that jazz, and is it a Christmas story or a Christmas movie for you in your book? Like I want to see what you guys think. So hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, We'll be back again for another unorthodox Christmas movie, and this one's another real, like, 80s classic. I guarantee y'all, you'll love it. But uh, in the meantime, I've been Tim. I've been Sean. And you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Merry Christmas.